Hi, this is Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation, and I'd like to welcome you to New Thinking, a podcast produced by the Center for Court Innovation. With me today is Orange County Superior Court Judge Wendy Lindley. Sorry for the background noise, but we're in a uh, hotel lobby. Welcome to New York. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So let me ask you, I know you're doing a lot of interesting stuff in Orange County. Uh, maybe you can just fill me in a little bit on your background. You preside over a lot of different kinds of problem-solving courts. So maybe you could tell me what, what those courts are. Certainly. Um, I've been very, very fortunate to have been involved in what we call collaborative efforts for many, many years. I've been a, a collaborative court judge for drug court for 14 years for a criminal mental health court for almost uh, seven years, for a DUI court for about two years, and homeless court for about six years. Um, I'll be opening up a veterans court in November of 2008. How did it come to pass that you're at the crossroads of so many of these collaborative courts? I think that I came out of the district attorney's office and my first week on the bench, I looked at things in a completely different way and, and it dawned on me that jail wasn't solving problems and that I, I, I felt compelled to try to look at a different way of conducting business. And in the beginning, I just had people come back and see me, bring their AA cards, bring family members, and had a kumbaya court. The problem was it, it didn't work. They were picking up new cases, and I couldn't understand why. And that was when I learned about the drug um, court effort started by Janet Reno uh, in Florida. And uh, when I learned about the techniques that were successful, such as drug testing, and more counseling and oversight, I made uh, overtures to work with other community members to set up a true collaborative effort. About an 80% of those individuals don't ever pick up anything again, including a driving on a suspended license, which is about the lowest case you can get. So it's been very exciting. And so over the years, you've expanded your involvement by creating these, these other kinds of courts. And now you're about to start a, a veterans court. And I understand you're also about to start something that, as far as I know, doesn't exist anywhere in the country. It's a community court, which of course exists in other places, but it's a different kind of community court. And so I wonder maybe if you can tell me a little bit about the Veterans Court and then about this new kind of community court. We decided we wanted to have a more coordinated effort to work with people who've served this nation. And as a result, we will be opening up our Veterans Court specializing in PTSD, traumatic brain injury, substance abuse, and mental illness, specifically for individuals who have served in a combat arena on behalf of this nation. So uh, we'll be using the same collaborative efforts that we've used, the same model that we've used um, since the inception of our collaborative courts, the, the, the research-based drug court model with this new court as well. But of course, as always, when we open up different kinds of courts, we'll be bringing in different community partners. So like all problem-solving courts, uh, people who are coming into the court are involved in the criminal justice system in some way. So they're facing some kind of charge, but you are offering them an alternative to incarceration through treatment uh, and collaborating with community services to try to, try to get them back, uh, back on track. But presumably if they don't do well because you're following the drug court model, there are sanctions and there are other penalties, is that right? Exactly. You've, you've um, described it beautifully. 
We follow the um, graduated sanctions and rewards, and we are a, um, a court that's really based on positive reinforcement, and it's a very fun, wonderful place to be. We clap, we are enthusiastic, and uh, we reward good performance. Uh, we have mentoring programs that also assist our clients staying on track, and if they don't do well, we have flash incarceration, which is you know, uh, a, a pretty severe sanction, and we do um, occasionally have people who uh, terminate. And when you say terminate them, they face some other penalty that had they been free. They go back basically the regular criminal justice system. So tell me about the community court. How did the idea come about, and, and what is it, and what stage is it at? Well, interestingly enough, the idea started with the prior presiding judge, Judge Fred Horn, had come out through an invitation from the Center for Court Innovation to see uh, Red Hook. And he was so enthusiastic about that that he came back to California and was able to get a grant from the AOC to work with the Center for Court Innovation on creating a community court for our community. So it's a standalone court that will have one courtroom in it, one judge, and 30 ancillary services all on site. We have a full-time social worker that will be there every day. We have full-time paralegals from the Public Defender's Office that do outreach with our clients and link them not only with cases that they have in the system but also with services. We have a medical doctor that will be there certain hours. We have a psychologist that will be there. We have a psychiatrist that will be there. We have outreach and engagement for mentally ill, which is a team that is comprised of law enforcement and uh, psychiatric nurses that go out into the community, but they'll also have an office on site on our, in our facility. Um, and they go out into the community, not, presumably not to arrest people, no, but to offer to services? outreach. To, and also, if there is an altercation with a regular police officer, they will call this team in, and they believe the client is mentally ill, they'll call this team in, and this team will um, work with the mentally ill person. They're specially trained to do outreach for the mentally ill. It's a fantastic program. We also have a children's chambers. And the children's chambers is a beautiful room uh, which will be serviced by agency, another partner called Victim Witness, where they'll have full-time staff on site to take care of the children while their parents are in counseling. And then our theme there is reading. And every child that goes in will, will be read to while they're there. We don't have a television. And they will leave with a book so of their choice. They can choose any book in the, in the room. We're hoping that while we have the children there with the doctor and psychologist, everyone right down in the next um, office, that we're going to be able to meet the needs of these kids that, that come in and suffer so much by, by the bad decisions of their parents. And you are going to be the judge. I'm very fortunate, yes, um, that I get to be the judge there. It's uh, a labor of love. And, and uh, just give me a sense of how it works. So you go in in the morning, and then you have, uh, say, a drug court calendar in the morning, and then a veterans court in the afternoon, and the next yes. day a homeless court. Exactly. There'll be a specified court every morning and every afternoon. Every day. In the same courtroom, but you sort of put on a different hat and have a different group of people come in. Different hat, different team for every single court. We always have a public defender, a lawyer, um, the district attorney, healthcare agency, which is our county healthcare provider, the probation department, who's a wonderful partner in in, uh, all of our efforts except homeless court, 
and um, then are all of our ancillary agencies. When I think of Orange County, I've always been told it's a very conservative place, and I just wonder if there were some people who were perhaps critical of this approach. And if you did face those kind of challenges, I wonder how, how you address them. I think it's important for individuals in the community to understand this isn't about some you know, drug user or mentally ill person. This, this affects the kids. The majority of my clients are parents because I do adult programs. Um, so this, this is a, a huge factor in our community in the way that it, it, it affects young people. Plus, with all the wonderful studies we have showing that we save, you know, $10 for every one we spend in a program like this, it's, it's a pretty easy sell, really, both economically and socially to most people if you have a chance to sit down and really talk with them about the end, the great end results we have in the research-based programming that, that we do. And so when is your opening date? Justice George, who's chief justice in uh, our state, is going to come down and do a grand opening on uh, December the 5th. Sounds great, and I look forward to hearing more about it as it progresses. And thank you so much for taking the time. Certainly. It's okay. nice to meet you. This is Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. You've been listening to my interview with Orange County Superior Court Judge Wendy Lindley. To find out more about the Center for Court Innovation, visit our website at www.courtinnovation.org.